Ravenland is a ravaged and fragmented kingdom. During 10 human generations, travelers were devoured by the blood mist, a red and ravenous haze that rose from the ground at night. Very few dared venture outside after nightfall, and fewer still know for certain what lies beyond the horizon. Yet, not all is lost. For now, the blood mist has lifted, and there are those who dare defy the demon king Zygafer and his daughter. Adventurers, treasure hunters, scoundrels. Not heroes, far from it, but men and women who dare travel the land as they choose and make their own mark upon it, unbound by any fate or story set for them. They hunt for ancient treasures, they fight whomsoever gets in their way, they build a new world for themselves on the ruins of the old. of the Shed Actual Play Podcast presents The Forbidden Lands, Raven's Purge. The dwarf, like, gets up on his tiptoes and looks up over the bar and he sees you and he says, and who the fuck? is that i'm your kin <laughs> what are you talking about that's ridiculous you're clearly a dwarf when you say that the whole bar falls silent <laughs> <laughs> and this this uh man behind the bar fair leaps over the bar <laughs> and runs towards you and he scruffs oh, you. i'm gonna draw my sword as soon as he charges at me <laughs> Oh, I'm just, stop, he, he's, stop. he's moving aggressively towards me. Everybody calm down. <laughs> yes, uh, you've obviously upset him. Is there some <laughs> reparation we could make? Well, you two can obviously shave. That's well under your control, but he can't come in. And he should apologise for what he said to me. I'm a man, not a dwarf. Dwarf. Look, we're guests in town. This is obviously the finest establishment. We, we really should try to uh, get along with these people. What would you have him do, though? I mean, I understand that you don't like dwarves, but what if he what if he were to have a shave? Would that be enough? The man can't help who he is. Not shaven. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to come in here. What if we were to take him a drink outside? Do you do takeaways? Do you do well, take-away? I'm still not convinced I'm serving the two of them either. Well, Look at them with their ostentatious facial hair. It's ridiculous. I know. It's quite vulgar, really. Would, would you two consider shaving? <laughs> well, what about if I wear, if I wore a balaclava? <laughs> Come here, I'll draw my sword. I'll give you a shave. Oh, there's no need for that. Um, when you're doing this, like brandishing a blade, <laughs> like most of the villagers look terrified <laughs> that some madman has come in. But a couple of very large young men who are uh, big muscles, you think maybe they're uh, brewery workers who are used to carrying barrels, they move towards the door to get between you and this, this other dwarf. Yeah, I, I think I think I'll retire to the inn. I'll go with you, Varen. Let's go. These these idiots. Well, I'm uh, just so you know. If there's anything you want, I'm a peddler. You can meet me outside and just announce it to the inn. <laughs> Before I go, is there anything we should know about the inn? Do they not like eyebrows or um, thumbs on their patrons? Well, perhaps you can just go there and find out for yourselves and leave me in peace. Honestly, come in here and make trouble, and then you're th- this. 
figure threatens me. Ridiculous. Well, before we go, charged aggressively at me. Can we just ask about the um, ghosts and zombies that walk the streets at night? No, you may not get out. But but I'm perfectly. You hang hang around with these miscreants. They hang around with me. You're not thinking of renouncing us, are you? I'm not renouncing you. I just wanted to have a little conversation with our human friend. He's got no money anyway. I might. Stupid tavern, anyway. Stupid inn, whatever. Tavern. tavern. We'll go to the tavern. inn. Sorry, we'll go to go to the inn. Stupid place. All right. So you make your way back across the river, <laughs> trudge across the bridge. Well, that was successful. What a peculiar creature. What? I don't think I've heard anything more ridiculous. Though, suggesting we shave off our beards. <laughs> my wife Tara said that was one of my best features. Who did? My wife Tara when she was alive. I do believe she's right. All right, so you trudge back up towards the inn. Just before we do, as we're crossing the bridge, I just want to say something to you all. We showed them. Showed them your ass, perhaps. (laughs) A large two-storey half-timbered building can be found at the south end of the square. Smoke is coming out of the three chimneys on the steep thatched roof. Where the window shutters are open, a warm light shines out. Above the double door is a sign and a pair of red-painted lanterns next to each other. The sign lets you know that you have reached the Dead Man's Hand Inn. The scent of grilled boar can be smelled all the way to the well. I probably should have mentioned that when you are at the yeah, well, but anyway. It would have given me more well, reason to go to the inn. perhaps they weren't cooking it then. All right, we go to the inn. They've all got very grim names around here, haven't they? Yeah, so it's, it's always something death-related, it seems. Yeah, and yet no one will tell me anything about the supposed ghosts and zombies and things that go bump in the night. Why are they so closed-lipped about it? Let's find out. Hmm. After you, young lad. Well, anyway, let's go in. All right, you enter, and this inn uh, has a common room with a bar, and... Uh, there is a, a man standing behind the bar. Uh, he's serving a couple of villagers. This place at the moment is has less patrons than the uh, tavern did, uh, and they're a little more circumspect, drinking quietly, chatting amongst themselves. There's a large open fireplace in the middle of the tap room. There is also a rocking chair next to the fireplace that is unoccupied. There is a man who is particularly noticeable sitting alone in a corner drinking a tankard. The man is large and dark-haired, dressed in a yellow and red cloak adorned with details of rusted iron. His face is disfigured by scars, and he sits drinking his tankard sullenly in the corner. Isn't that that cult guy, the Rust cult? Rust brothers. He does, in fact, look like a Rust brother. Not someone to mess with, then. I'm going to walk up to the innkeeper and say, uh, we are a group of uh, travellers. Uh, we have a reservation booked by Tuck. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, yes, he's booked the dormitory for you. Are you uh, looking to, to to rest there now? Or I mean, it's quite early, isn't it? still oh, just late afternoon. Would you like a drink, uh, perhaps a bath, to, uh, to wash yourself from the road? I think the dwarf needs a bath. Oh, well, that's probably a matter for him, but... No, I 
think it's more of a matter for the three of us. How how many of us can fit in a tub? <laughs> well, I suppose that's a, a private conversation to have, be had between you, but I shouldn't like to try and fit more than one of you. It would be very intimate. I, I, I might take you up on your offer for a drink, if that's all right, good, good fellow. <laughs> I thought you were going to take you up on an offer for a bath. <laughs> Absolutely. And you'll be pleased to know that uh, Tucker's even uh, paid for a drink for each of you. Oh, Just the one. Excellent. And Mill? Yes. Excellent. There's no such thing as a free drink. Wink at everyone. And click. Well, no, he's, it's been paid for. It's not free. Yeah, that's right. And any other ones you want, you're going to have to pay for them. So just don't get any ideas. Have you got any dwarven spirits? Oh, well, we've got, we've got this mead. I mean, if you want uh, dwarven spirits, I suppose you might want to go to the tavern, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, tried that. Oh, I see. How did that go? I may have called the <laughs> owner a dwarf, which he is. Oh, well, yes, but... Uh... Not the most polite thing to say to him. He's just not uh, appreciated. Well in the head? Look, I won't speak to that. I don't know what your people are like normally. He's, uh, look, don't tell anyone I said this, but he's an okay sort. And, a, you know, a, a good a good brewer. Quite angry, though. Oh, he can be, yes. He's a man of passion. And what is it that he has against beards? This remind him of his... Reminds him of dwarves, as far yeah. as I know. Yes. And his name is Yorn? Yorwum. Yawn. Yawn's close enough. He was a bit of a yawn. <laughs> hey, what do you think? <laughs> I found him quite interesting, very spirited. So what are your um, v- feelings on beards? Depends on Out the beard. Your, your friend here, the dwarf, that uh, seems well-maintained, and uh, this the length of your beard, friend, is tremendous. This other fellow's beard I'm, I'm not so sure about. I did offer to, offer to trim it. Well, yeah, that's between you and him. Maybe something to save for the bath. I'm not having a bath with him. As long as you clean up after yourselves. It's not my business what goes on in there if you pay the fee. <laughs> I think my beard's quite fine. Carry uh, an extra day's ration around in it. Never know when you might get a bit peckish. So, who's this um chap in the corner? Oh, well, that's that's our rust brother. Does he have a beard? <laughs> uh, yes, he, well, yes, he does. <laughs> well, let's go over and say hello. Hell there, Rust brother. I see uh, we've also encountered the the uh, tavern and uh, we're barred admittance. I see you didn't want to uh, shave off your beard either. He looks up at you and uh, regards you with some suspicion and says, uh, well, no, as you can see, um, I probably don't want any other blades near my face. And he looks up at you and he grins and he's got these just vivid scars across his face, including one running from the corner of his mouth up his cheek that, that twists as he smiles at you. And as you can see, he's got a beard, but it's quite patchy because it's growing around this scar tissue. Gosh, you've got um, a story to tell there with those. Um, did you, did you, st- I won't tease you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you're someone of importance. Mm, you seem like someone of very little. <laughs> and he goes back to his drink. Well, is there anything I can get you? Like, uh, I'm a peddler from uh, a far distant town. You can get me another drink. What are you drinking? Just this mead they serve here. Watery piss, but they don't let me in the tavern. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Nor I or them. These are my companions. I'll go get that drink for you. Yes, yes. I'll take his cup. I'm assuming what what they're drinking out of would not be described as a chalice. No. I'll... No, it would fairly be described as a tankard. Surely it's close enough. What would happen if you used this for your hocus pocus? Ivan, you're a fool. And I have been quite specific about my requirements. Fine, that's how you feel about it, fine. I'll go and get my free drink and bring it back for Mr. Rust, brother. And get my free drink too. And I'll get my free drink and I'll have mine. You're having a free drink? 
Oh, yes. A uh, encounter at the taverns left rather a bad taste in my mouth. Hasn't it? Well, this is nice enough. Nice, uh, quiet place. Until I got here. <laughs> well, come on. What, uh, what do Rust Brothers like to talk about? Do you have a name we could refer to you by? They call me Sturkus. Sturkus. A fine, strong name. You know, it's my role here to make sure everyone's behaving properly. Or you won't have any trouble with us. Well, that's what I want to make sure of. So just you all keep your noses clean. Oh, sounds like there's some trouble that could be had around this town. Well, where would you recommend not sticking your noses? Particularly mine, with the big wart on the end and the hair growing out. Oh, I think you're best just keeping uh, inside and making your time in town short. That's my advice. Is something going to go down? After dark, perhaps? No, I just... Ghosts? Would prefer not to have strangers wandering around town, perhaps causing trouble. So you are the uh, warden or something of this... I'm the Rust brother of this town, bringing the word and the worship of Rust and Hemi. Ah, I understand. So you you do not travel? You just stay here and um, uh, preach the, the, the brother's gospel? That is my lot these days. I have travelled. I have travelled the blood mists. Of course I have. They are holy to Hemi, but now I prefer the quiet life. So um, this area we're in, uh, is there any notable um, ruins or anything like that around us? Oh, that's not for me to say. I'm no historian. There is the crypt up on the hill, but I would suggest you stay away from that. Yes, well, uh, noted, noted. Uh, as, as we said, we we're not here to cause any trouble. We're just, just interested in the area. I mean, it, it's best you stay away from the the old cemetery in general. I think it's well. I mean, <laughs> if you go there, you'll find out. But as a word of advice, perhaps stay away. Yes. Well, we're we're only. I think we're only staying in town for a a night, and then we'll be looking adventuring onwards. Anything um, in this uh, town that is uh, that it is famous for? Uh, I'm a peddler by trade, and uh, I'm always looking to um, export from one place to the other. Well, Yorwim's uh, ale is is quite fine. Uh, perhaps if you ask Olm nicely, he'll break some of it out for you. But uh, and he looks around a little bit. Make sure you do it soon. Olm's the in- the innkeeper. Yes, that's right. What happens soon? I'm intrigued. Well, the inn will begin to fill up, and not everyone appreciates Yorwan's beverages being served here. Oh. Is there a contender, like a a rival beverage? Well, there's this piss, and he holds up the tankard of mead. (laughs) But no, that's that's not the issue. It's just town politics. So who are the big players that you have to keep an eye on? It must be fascinating work. Fascinating. I think significantly overstates the situation, but uh, the the elder here is uh, Mrs. Polmore. She and your woman do not see eye to eye. Is that a joke? <laughs> no. She or is she a stunted woman? No. Th- this man that you travel with, it's she could have a beard. True. Better keep the dwarf away from her. I know they call people from other parts strangers, but I. Didn't expect you all to be quite so strange. I'm even considered strange amongst my own hometown people. It's been my burden. But, uh, so Mrs. Polmer, is it? Yes, that's right. Polmore. Uh, well, does she live on the big house up there, up the steps? Where, where would we find her? She sounds like 
interesting individual. Oh, she lives in the the long house. So yes, the the big house up the steps. That's the the village elder's house that was built by her husband. But uh, she lives there alone now. Some ways, it's quite sad. He sort of shrugs and takes a drink. Does she have any um any one who's going to inherit her long house? Well, I suppose that's a matter for her and her affairs. But she has uh, she has no children, no. So I don't know who would. Uh... Was that the one you had your eye on? Looks like a lovely house. And if she's old, you could marry her. Me. And then when you become... Um, Mr. Palmore. At a certain <laughs> age, you could become, you know, you gain your majority. And I, until that time, I would take care of your affairs. Would you? That would be very kind. Whoever the new elder is would presumably inherit the home. It is not an estate, shall we say, but rather a uh, an abode suitable for the person in charge. What, um, what sort of qualifications do you need to be in charge? Well, she... Uh, Mrs. Palmer, her great-grandmother, has said uh, she was the founder of this village, so she's got uh, a claim by family to being someone with the know-how and the, the ability to keep things in order around here. Hmm. Not everyone agrees, of course, but, uh, I mean, what's the alternative? Yorbum? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> hmm. What a bizarre character he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perhaps you know, if she put up a sign just over the bridge that only people with beards can enter the town or this side of the river. <laughs> Put the cat among the pigeons. Perhaps, perhaps. She's not quite so... Uh, Intense. Well, so childish, I was going to say. <laughs> she, well, you know, she perhaps is not the leader she once was, but, I mean, Yorm, honestly. So does Yorm seek the... Um the the position. Oh, well, he says not, but we all know that he's fed up. He wants to open up the town to more trade and make more money, but uh, Mrs. Palmore is, is less keen on that. And, of course, uh, she imposes the taxes of the village, uh, including on your womb, and he resents that. It was a mist lifted. Uh, trade is certainly a, a good idea. Perhaps, perhaps, and I suppose it's not up to me, but uh, Yorm is, uh, well... He's not someone you want making decisions for you. No, no, the man's an idiot. Sturkus takes another drink. I think uh, my character is going to go to have his food. What time is it? Um, it's late afternoon, um, 4.30, 5 o'clock. Okay, I'll sit down and sit my mead quietly. Oh, well, yeah, let's, let us uh, retire to another table and discuss things, our plans. But when we get there, I say, it's, he was rather nice, wasn't he? He's been the nicest person we've met here so far. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to fear the Rust Brothers. But he had that sort of horrible visage, but he just goes Very to show you can't read a book by its cover. Sturkus, one thing I should ask, and I'll, I'll yell over from the table that we're now sitting at, sit at. There was a young boy around the well who gave us some odd things. Ah, oh, Perko, yes. I hope you treated him well. I believe so, but if we didn't, what would be the consequences? <laughs> well, he's uh, something of a good luck omen for the village. Uh, his his parents passed away. There are rumours about what happened, and I don't care to engage with them, but I like to keep an eye on the boy, and, and everyone ensures that he is healthy. I assure you he was treated with the utmost kindness by our group as we came into town. Well, I, that's good to hear. If it were any other way, I shall know it from him. Apart from you, he's the nicest other person we've met. <laughs> nice. Very few have called me nice. 
Well, <laughs> you're nice. T- take it. This is not trying to butter you up. Well, Yorm's antagonism towards bearded folk will make it difficult for us to rendezvous with Tuck tomorrow. How so? <laughs> <laughs> Must I really spell it out? <laughs> Don't we just stand outside and say hello? So um, you, you can access the um, the jetty there where the boats pull up without going into the tavern. So it's the tavern that has the sign that says no one with a beard is to come in. So you should be able to go to the jetty and meet with Tuck. Unless there's a sign saying they're idiots and then Krug's dagger will have some uh, difficulty. Do you think we should like go out tonight and go to the graveyard? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sturkus, could we ask impose on you one more time? And what are the the dragon jaw dragon jaw sort of pathway leading up to the stones? Jagged stones. I saw as we walked in. You see a, a bit of a look of disgust pass across his face when you ask about that. It's an old temple, part of the old graveyard here, dedicated to worm. I would avoid it if I were you. It's a cursed place. Is there like is there things up there that we could destroy? I would suggest just staying away from it. It sounds like a sensible suggestion to me. Mm, very wise. I don't claim to be wise, but I've learned a thing or two as in, in my calling as a as a member of the Church of Frost. And now you've given this moron a reason to go there, and I'm going to have to follow him. <laughs> We're not going there. No, I'm just asking. Then the graveyard, you stay away from there too? Well, yes, everybody does. It's, uh, it's taboo. To enter the old graveyard. Well, the young fellow here wonders if ghosts walk the streets at night. Yes, yeah, sure. I've heard, heard quite a bit about the dead that walk the streets. And who have you heard that from? Oh, pretty man? much everyone. Him. Okay, I've only heard it from one person. Actually, you made it up. I didn't make it, it up. It was a rumour. Well, rumours usually come from somewhere, and not one person has laid this rumour to rest. Like the dead well, have not been laid to rest. I've always said if you want to know something for certain, you should see it with your own two eyes. Okay, that's why I'm planning to stay up tonight and keep an eye out for ghosts. Well, very well. You, there's no problem with, for that, with that? I've got no problem with you doing so. Whether you have any problems, well, we'll see. Okay, see, I've got the Rust Brothers' blessing. I. Uh, don't know if it's a blessing or he just It wants... sounded like a blessing. Well, let's settle then. Right. You'll go out and look for ghosts. Absolutely. Well, um, let's look around. Is there anyone else here? Hey, you there. You want to buy a, a dipper? <laughs> I have one good for getting water out of the bucket. The barman, who you've just shouted at, turns, <laughs> looks at you uh, and moves away from the pot that he's cooking in and pulls out the ladle <laughs> from the pot and just sort of points at it. <laughs> Turns back and puts it away. <laughs> what you got cooking there, uh, good innkeeper? Oh, it's a, a boar stew. My word, it will be delicious. Oh, my belly rumbles at the thought of it. Is there enough to go around for all of us? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, boars, are they common in this place? Uh, well, there is. Present a- company <laughs> excluded, of course. <laughs> uh, common enough. The uh, the old gamekeeper, Vike, he, uh, he goes out and... Uh, Finds wildlife and fowl. He's an old friend of mine, and uh, he provides me some of the finest meats. Well, that sounds like a match made in heaven. Does he live up by the big old tree in the house up there, outside of the town wall? You mean the graveyard? Oh, the one on the we saw on the way, the the hut. 
Oh, no, he lives on the edge of the old graveyard up in the north of town. What's that building out near the new graveyard then? Uh, that's a, a small uh, shrine dedicated to the uh, to the Nightwalker to to look over the bodies of the dead. Well, um, my good man, I think I'll have that bath drawn now, just for me, <laughs> no one else, and I might retire early. It's been a long day on the road. You don't want to see the ghosts? No. If you bring me another tankard, you'll be a ghost. Well, very well, I will. I'll have one of my daughters draw the bath for you. Three coppers, thank you. Oh, <laughs> I thought this was in the house. Oh, dear. All right. I'm committed now, aren't I? Oh, I'm going to go have a wash out near the well. Go out and lather up near the well. <laughs> use my dipper to pour it over my head. When so, no one's looking, I'll open my breeches and put the dipper down. Given the conversation you've had and uh, the bath and the eating the food and all that sort of stuff as, as you head out to the well, it's starting to get dark. I'm standing outside, bouncing on my heels. I'm in the dormitory. It's getting dark now. So? That's what happens when the sun goes down. Yes, but the ghosts, the dead, are supposed to walk the streets at night. You're not in the least bit interested? Well, if they want to come and watch, wash me wash. <laughs> and I can't let you get yourself killed, so I'm going to have to keep an eye on you. Well, there I am, lathering up, hopefully. <laughs> All right, do you two follow? Do we have to dwell on the lathering up? <laughs> so much. Are you going to follow out to the well? Yeah, well, I'll be hanging around at the well. As you're hanging around at the well, um, as you make your way there, it's not far from the inn, but it's dark and you don't see anybody else around and you make your way over to the well and um, uh, some lathering begins to occur <laughs> and you're surprised when all of a sudden you hear the voice of a small girl uh, and she's, she's standing quite close to you near the well uh, and you didn't see her there a few moments ago. But she looks up at you. She says, hi, I'm Ona. Who are you? I'm Ivan. Hello. Hello, Ivan. Would you like to play with me? Yes. Yes, I think I would. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And what about your friends? Would they like to play too? I think they probably would too. Can I examine this girl? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have a close look at her. Okay. um, What skill are we looking at for that? It could be insight or... Yeah, insight. Uh, yeah, make an insight roll. Okay, so I used four dice for my wits. Yep. Even though I'm not trained in it? Yep, you can still make a wits roll. Okay, one six, one five, one one, one three. I don't know. No, that's, so you're just looking for a six here? Okay, one six, yep. All right. Uh, so a couple of things. One, you're pretty sure when you all first heard that voice, you just like saw out of the corner of your eye that she wasn't there before, like she appeared. And there's something about her, she just, it's just gone dark. But there's just a slight glow to her. (laughs) Just a small amount of light that seems to be coming from her. Ivan, I I think we should probably go and settle down for the night. No, but I want to play a game. I have a story to tell you. Please, it's remarkable. I almost just want to leave Ivan there to (laughs) die. I'm not going to die. Are you going to hurt us? No, I want, I want to tell you a story. <laughs> what do you think? Do you want to hear a story? Well, well, I'm happy to listen to a story while I keep on washing. I've got some soap in my eyes. Oh, I, I hate baths. But this story is excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. She proceeds to start telling you a story. A story from history about a battle that took place at the village on the site at which the hollow sat where King Algorod of Alderland 
had the then current leader of Ravenland executed. She's telling this story in quite a cruel retelling with gore and blood and quite descriptive. And right in the middle of the colourful story, she suddenly transfigured before your eyes into the shape of King Algorod and lets out a wild cry. Each of you are going to suffer a fear attack. So for this fear attack, I'm going to roll four dice and every success will do one damage to wits. Do we have any way to resist this? Or Nope, not unless you have the relevant talent. And what happens if you take more than you can... More than you've got points? You are broken, and that has a different effect depending on which stat. Does that make me hungry? Oh, no, hang on. So one success. So you lose one wits. Take one damage to wits. Jesus, I got a way to escape that sort of noise. Clear my eyes and shake out my beard and, what the bloody, where did she come from? What do you mean, where did she come from? I'm I'm going to run to the inn. Okay, so you run? Yep. Yeah. All right, as, as after that happens, after this, this blood-curling cry is let out by the figure of King Elgarod, it turns back into Ona and she looks up at you and says, Do you want to brush my hair? <laughs> um, sure. And she giggles and then fades away. Oh, okay. Wow, I saw what I came here for. Are you okay? <sighs> You're super bit pale. Did, did you think that was... I thought it was interesting. No, but do you think it was a ghost? Definitely a ghost. I don't like them. No? No sane person would, but I've got to keep protecting you two idiots. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going back in. Yes, yes, come on. Let's go back in. Trudge off in wet boots. All right, by the time you make it back into the inn, um, it's filled up a little bit. There's a few more people. Seems like in here they've finished work and they've come in here for a drink. I walk in with... Um... Uh, no, top on. <laughs> slightly damp. Uh, slightly wet and go stand near the fire. You'll have to excuse us. We've just had a run-in with Ona. I announced to no one in particular. You hear a couple of giggles and a <laughs> couple of tankards clink together when you say that. Well, let's not go out at night again. You've got your proven your theory. Yeah, well, I was right, wasn't I? Yes. Yeah, but we didn't come across a cup. Chalice. Chalice cup. Surely they're all the same. I go to the bed. I suppose it is time to turn in. I stay up drinking and making friends. I've got to dry. So while you're standing by the fire shirtless, um, <laughs> a young woman comes up to you, uh, plump but quite attractive, and she, she giggles a little bit. and She says, oh, you're from out of town. I am. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, oh, thank you. Um, <clears throat> I kind of suck in my gut <laughs> to look a little bit more brawny. Um, yes, um, I've, uh, had some boar stew. It's, uh, fantastic. And you're, um, you're a juicy little morsel yourself. <laughs> oh, oh, you are a flatterer. Well, thank you. I'm one of, uh, I, I enjoy pleasures. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. And what, what brings you to the hollows? Oh, I'm, um, I'm a peddler. I come here to trade goods and, um, there's this fellow named Tuck. We're going to meet him down by the river tomorrow, and I just tell her everything that I know. He sounds so exotic. So you're a peddler. What do you peddle? Well, um, all sorts of things, from trinkets to, you know, love potions. Give her a wink. Uh, (laughs) um, Charms, bits and pieces, dippers. (laughs) I've got some scales. I like to buy and, uh, and sell as well. 
Oh, well, that's very interesting. Actually, we have another trader who lives here. He's he's over by the bar, sitting there being lonely. He does that. He comes in here and drinks by himself. But maybe you should go and speak to him. <laughs> and she giggles a little bit. Well, why would I want to speak to him when I'm speaking to a lovely lady such as yourself? Well, you said you were so very interested in trade and, hmm. well, he could trade with you. He Maybe he knows a thing or two you haven't learned yet. I don't well, know. Would you like to join us? Uh, I'll, I'll just wait here. And what's your name? My, my name is Rhonda. Rhonda. Oh, sounds very exotic. It must mean beautiful flower or a crisp field of flowers or perfumes. Yes, but, uh, uh, pr- probably something like that. I feel <laughs> it was my aunt's name. I, I, yes. Well, Rhonda, uh, um, what do they say uh, on 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 Sean Trey? And I will uh, I'll talk to you soon. Oh, yes, yes. I guess I better put the shirt on too. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be nice. Sort of flap it and accidentally drop it into the sort of put it on. It's got a big smear on it and wander over to the peddler. All right, so you see uh, this man sitting on his own at the end of the bar in the corner and um, he's got a tanket in front of him and there's a, a strangely a puddle on the floor at his feet. Haven't seen any wolves lately, have you? <laughs> oh, no, no, I've uh, just been working today, you hear the figure say. The figure? Sort of, can I see his face? You can't, no. Mm. Got his head down at the bar, looking down at his tankard. It's a dwarf on stilts. It's a dog in a costume. And you're a peddler. <laughs> the, the, the young lass, um, Rhonda, she was saying that you're a peddler, a trader. Oh, no, no, not at all. I'm, I'm a miller. Oh, really? I, well, my family are millers as well. Oh, that's very interesting, he says, and he turns to face you, and his face is ruined. It's caved in. It looks like something either has fallen head first onto something or something has fallen onto him, something heavy. Caved in, there's bone jutting out. One of the eyes appears to have been squashed, and he gives you a smile. <laughs> And you uh, suffer a fear attack. Uh, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> but fortunately for you, I didn't roll any successes. But it is horrible. And he smiles at you and he reaches and picks up the tankard and raises it, puts it to his face and just pours mead through his face. <laughs> and it puddles on the floor underneath him. And uh, then you hear from behind you a deep belly laugh coming from Rhonda over at the fireplace. I, um, well, it's nice meeting you. I, um, I, I can, I must get back to the fire over there. It's lovely to meet you. Turns back to the bar. Unless you've got something to trade. (laughs) Oh, uh, well... Uh Maybe some flour, but you'll have to come to the mill tomorrow. Oh. Oh. Oh, I turn around and walk back to the fireplace. Rhonda's still standing there. As you come over, she's just giggling um, <laughs> uncontrollably. Well, Rhonda, uh, I, 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 I think I need some comforting after that. Well, what are you suggesting? Well, <clears throat> <clears throat> you have a barn? <laughs> <laughs> she she smile breaks out when you say this to her and she says, please, you're old enough to be my father and walks away. 
And then she goes over to a nearby table where there's a couple of other young people who all start laughing when she sits down. <laughs> young people these days. <laughs> well, I, don't, I think I might seek the bosom of my companions <laughs> then. I'm going to go to the dormitory straight away. But as I walk past the table, I let off a Big fart. <laughs> uh, just as you sort of um, mount the stairs t- to head up to the dormitory, you see this. Oh, oh, God. Oh, did somebody die? God, what a stink. I nod with satisfaction. <laughs> Burst open the door and sort of stagger around in the dark, um, fumbling around, trying to feeling to try and work out which bed is... <laughs> feel like a hand go onto your ankle <laughs> and then um, climb up into a bed and begin snoring. That's waking up everyone else. I think that is indeed the idea. All right. So you all take the time to sleep and you rest. Now, let's just find the rules. So when you rest, you can recover from damage. You can rest without sleeping. But if you don't sleep, you become sleepy and get that condition. Because you're sleeping, you are doing both. When you rest, you recover all lost attribute points, unless you are hungry, thirsty, or suffering from some other condition. So currently you are not, and you therefore can recover your lost wits. And after a relatively restful night's sleep, you wake up feeling decent. Hey, Varen. Varen, are you awake? Yeah. Are you awake yet? Yes, yes. Ivan. Ivan. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you won't believe what happened to me in the bar last why, night. Why did you wake me up to talk to <laughs> Ivan? <laughs> well, he obviously wants, wants you to hear too. This obviously has a very interesting story. What? What happened? Well, uh, Hogar, are you awake? <laughs> sleep. Maybe I should wait till later to tell you. No, just tell me now. Well... Last night I stayed up in the bar mm. and this this young maiden, she was very sweet on me. Oh, I'll tell you where this is going <laughs> and I don't believe it. Well, she said, go talk to this other peddler and it looked like he had peddled on the floor. <laughs> and I went over and said hello and then he was all turned around and uh, his face was all like disfigured and destroyed and he drank and it went straight through him and I retreated to the bosom of the maiden, but then she laughed at me. Oh, no. It was not fair. (laughs) She said I was old enough to be a father. I'm very sorry about that, but please tell me more about this. What was it, another ghost? That's it. No, it was like like a person. Mm -hmm. But But dead, dead, destroyed face, eye popped and squashed. It doesn't sound like a person. Well, but he he said hello and cheersed me. Pouring... Mead right through him. I know, and these these townsfolk, they just think it's normal. This place is amazing. You should have come and got me. I would have liked to have seen that. <sighs> well, next <No>. time, <laughs> come and wake me up. Anyway, I got my revenge. How'd you do that? Well, because I was spurned, spurned as a lover, I went past <laughs> and did a big fart. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. The ghost as well. Do you remember the ghost last night? Yes. <sighs> Isn't this place amazing? I did warn you of the rumours around You this did, village. didn't you? Yes. He warned you. We must listen to him more. Didn't realise it was a warning. I thought it was a I will try to be more explicit to go out and next check time. Them. 
Check them out. <laughs> the quicker we get out of this town, the better. Okay, when I say I want a chalice, you give me a tankard. When I say don't <laughs> walk in the streets at night, you think it's an invitation to go out hunting for ghosts. I didn't. Did you say don't go walking in the streets at night? Maybe you did. I think I did. You possibly did. But whatever the case, I've had a lovely time. But here. we weren't walking the streets. We were just having a wash in the well. <laughs> so and I then could hear happen. you lathering yourself from here. <laughs> Did you have a good lather in the bath? Let's go get some food and go and wait down near the docks. I find the cold water makes my skin sing. <laughs> All right. What's All right. Okay. We go and meet Tuck, I think, once you guys wake me up. Yep. I have some breakfast. What's Aim got for breakfast? Uh, so there's a bit of last night's stew that was left over being warmed up, and there is uh, some of the, the bread from last night left over with some fresh butter. Well, that would be sufficient. Do we need to pay for the breakfast or is it all still taken care of? No, it's all good. It's just some leftovers, so nothing fancy. No one's going out of their way. All right. Let's eat that and go down to the the dock. What time are we meeting, Tuck? Uh, Well, whenever he arrives. Exactly when he's going to arrive. You're not sure because he's coming in by river. It depends how long it takes him. Can you go buy some of that tobacco? Oh, sure, sure. I'm going to sit on the bridge and twiddle my thumbs. You'll have to give me the money. Well, see how much it is first. Do you want me to go in there, ask how much it is, come back, and then this is embarrassing. Can't you just give me the money and I'll go and get some? The thing is you could just go and ask, fine, and then you fine. could put up the price and tell me the exorbitant price, which is a lie. I could, but why would I do that? Because it's you, Ivan. What does that mean? Have I cheated you at any stage? I don't know, Ivan. Have you cheated us in any way? No. No, I have not. We haven't been together that long. Ivan? Yes? Do you have any money? No. <laughs> no, you know I have no money. Should, I owe should you I, some money. Should I, should I dangle him over the bridge by Why his ankles? Why would you do that? Look, I'll go and ask him how much it is for some of this tobacco and then I'll come and... Would you like me to ask to get him to stand in the doorway and, and shout at how much it is? Yes. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> okay. And a bottle of wine. He needs a bottle of wine. And a cup. Chalice. Okay, I'll go see our friend, the um, dwarf. All right. Well, so what do, you, what do you order? Okay, we're after some tobacco. How much is that? Two coppers. Two coppers. Okay, I'll give him that in a minute. Um, and we need um, a bottle of wine. Four coppers. Okay, um, and a chalice. <laughs> tank it. <laughs> you still give me a tank and I'll take it. There is metal ch- chalice in the trade goods. There is. Unfortunately, it is uncommon and is not available. Uh, look, I. That's a strange request. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know. Chalice. I mean, I, I could get one. I mean, the seven to ten days. Yeah, I don't think we've got that. Have you got some other form of vessel? <laughs> Oh, I mean, I've got I've got a wooden cup, and he bangs it down on the bar. I'll take it. Uh, uh, one copper. Okay. Well, what did that come to? Uh, four, five, six, seven coppers. So that's... <laughs> you're never going to get a chalice. <laughs> a lot of cups, though. This is why you never get kids to do the work for you. <laughs> okay, I'll bring that out. Okay, tobacco for you. We've got some wine for you and one chalice. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Is this is this the chat? He said it was a chalice. I asked him, could he give me a chalice? He said, well, he he said it'd be a few days for a chalice, but this is near I'll enough. Just throw it off the bridge into the water. God's sake, man! You just oh. lands in the water with a satisfying <laughs> splash. 
Well, how much is this tobacco? Uh, silver. <laughs> <laughs> I told him it was very pricey. It was like it's silver and five copper, but I managed to get him down to a silver. I look <laughs> hard at you. <laughs> and I hate to ask, how much was the wine? That was uh, f- f- five copper. I'll give you five copper. I'm not giving you anything for the cup. I'll put the wine into my knapsack. Well, do I go for an insight roll into your your lying, or do you want to try and manipulate me? So we've got manipulation, which is just a base empathy roll. Is that how it would work? Uh, so what skill are you proposing? Um, I've forgotten already. Uh, manipulate versus insight? Uh, yes, and it would be you. so you would roll opposed rolls. So I'm just my base three... Yep. Skill dice. That is zero successes. Would you like to push? Uh, there's no reason. Oh, like- so if you push the roll, yeah. if you've got any ones, you don't re-roll that dice. You didn't have any ones. I didn't have then any Then you ones. can just roll them all, but if you roll any ones, you'll damage your empathy, but you'll get willpower. Didn't get any. Nothing okay. at all. All right, my insight. Well, you don't. Oh, I didn't get anything either. Do oh, I- you don't need to roll because he didn't get any successes. So. <laughs> so I, just- I didn't get any successes either. Yeah. But you don't need to roll, so. You can tell he's telling a lie. <laughs> Clap you around the back of the head. Okay, fine. It was like eight copper. Hit him again. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Five copper. It was two copper. Well, can you go in there and buy me some more? I, I need to trade it. Look, do you want... Do you want me to get another chalice while I'm there? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll go and pick up some more weed. You go in, your arms. More tobacco, young boy. Yeah, apparently. How much do you smoke? Well, I've found a bit more money in my um in my shoe. Yes, uh, five packets, please. Oh, well, you're not going to share it with any of those companions of yours, are you? Well, the disgusting beard gob gob gobos, whatever. Exactly. No, God, no. This is fine smoking tobacco. I wouldn't share it with the likes of them. That's good. Well, that's uh, how five. So ten, ten coppers. Yes. Yeah. Radio. Yes, a silver. We could also be known as a silver. Good point. Ah, right. Yes. Thank you for your uh, patronage. No, they say that to you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for my patronage. Well, Yorm doesn't say that to you. So whatever that's worth. <laughs> he just kind of scowls. All right. So we're enjoying the sun, counting fish, waiting for. <laughs> I'll go into, I'll tell you the story again about the corpse I saw in the bar. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I wish I'd been there. You want to know what the worst thing about it was? What's that? Wasted mead on the floor. Mm. You could put a bucket or something under him. But it was interesting. They didn't even balk at him being there. They just laughed at my reaction. I wonder if he pays. Oh, didn't give anything away. But, yeah, well, maybe they toast him so that he's like a good luck spirit here. While you're um, talking, you actually hear some giggling coming from a bit further back in the village and you look and you see Rhonda and another young woman walk past and they they point and they're giggling and you, you can't really hear they're talking to each other and you can't really hear what they say, but all you kind of catch on the wind is putrid and I think he might be ill. <laughs> <laughs> they're obviously talking about the corpse fellow. <laughs> Quite possibly, yes. All right, after, after about a half an hour of waiting by the bridge, um, uh, you hear some commotion further down the river and the, a couple of watercraft roll in. Um, you could hear the sounds of voices and, and some livestock and uh, you see uh, these these barges come in where there's a couple of donkeys on there and a number of men and women and standing on one of them you see Tuck and these barges pull up and they start unloading onto the dock. 